1: jai ho gopijan paan pae
2: girvardhari
1: jaya gopijan paan girivaradhari
2: jai ho
1: Yasodananda,
2: Yasodananda, Braja, Janaran, Jana, Yasodananda, Braja, Janaran, Yasodananda, Braja, Janaran, Jamuna Tira, Havana, vanachari amonathira vanachari
1: shamonathira
2: vanachari jay radh madhava sunja bihari jay radh mannata <laughs> Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya
1: Radha
2: Madhava Kunja Bihari Bopijana valabha, Giribara Dari
1: Giribara Dari
2: Hare Ramam, hare Ramam. Rama Ramam, hare hare.
1: Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, hare Rama. Rama Rama, Hare Hare.
2: Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare
1: Hare. Jaya Radha, Govinda Radha, Govinda Sri Radhe, Jaya Radha, Govinda Radha. Jaya Radha Govinda Radha Govinda Śrī Rādhī. Jaya Radha Govinda Radha. Jaya Jagannā, Jaya Jagannā, Jaya Baladev, Jaya Śupadrā. Jaya Jagannā,
2: Jaya Jagannā. Jayo Baladev, Jayo Subhadra, Jayo
1: Goranitai, Jaya, Goranitai, Jayo
2: Goranitai, Jayo Goranitai, Goranitai, Jayo Goranitai.
0: Is she rather go in the key, Jay? She should die, Jay. She should not go there, Suburamaya key, Jay. She looked at Jay. She looked at Jay. All glories to the assembled devotees. Hare Krishna. All glories to the assembled devotees. Hare Krishna. All glories to the assembled devotees. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. All glories to Shishi Guru and Goranga. Jash Rishi ja, Guru and Goranga, Jash
2: Rishi
0: so, welcome. Today we're going to be reading from Canto 4, Chapter 7, The Sacrifice Performed by Daksha, Text 39. Oh. Om Namo Bhagavate
1: Vasudevaya
3: Devaya.
1: Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om bhagavate vasudevaya.
3: Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om bhagavate vasudevaya.
0: So we can do the word for words first. Jagat. Jagat. The material world.
3: The material world.
0: Udbhava. Udbhava. Creation. Creation. Stiti. Sthiti. Shtiti, maintenance.
3: Maintenance.
0: Layeshu.
3: Layeshu.
0: In annihilation.
3: In annihilation.
0: Daivataha.
3: Daivataha. Destiny. Destiny. Bahu. Bahu. Many. Many.
0: Vidyamana
3: Vidyamana
0: being variegated,
3: being variegated, gunaya, gunaya,
0: by material qualities,
3: by material qualities,
0: atmamaya,
3: atmamaya,
0: by his material energy,
3: by his material energy, rachita, rachita,
0: produced,
3: produced, produced.
0: <laughs> Atma Atma in the living entities in
3: the living, in the
0: living entities Beda mataye. Beda mataye. Beda mataye. who produced different inclinations
3: who
0: produced, who produced different inclinations Swasamstaya.
3: Swasamstaya.
2: Swasamstaya. by his internal potency by
3: his internal, by his
2: internal potency. Vinivarit
0: Vinivartita Vinivartita Vinivartita. Caused to stop. Caused Caused to stop. Brahma
3: Brahma Brahma.
0: Interaction. 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 Guna Guna of the material modes. Of the material modes. Atmane. Atmane Atmane In his personal form.
3: In his
2: personal form. Namaha. Namaha. Namaha.
0: Obeisances. Obeisances.
2: Obeisances.
0: Jagad ud bhavas titi layeshu daivato.
2: Jagad ud bhavas titi layeshu
0: daivato. Bahubid vidhya Gunayatma mayaya.
2: Baho
1: Rachitatma Beda Matayes for Rachitatma Beda Matayes for Samstaya Vinivartita
0: Brahma Gunatmane Namaha
2: Vinivartita Brahma brahma
0: Jagad ud bavastiti layeshu daivato
2: Jagad ud bavastiti layeshu daivato
1: Bahu
0: bidyamana guna
1: mayaya Bahu bidyamana guna yatma mayaya Rajitatma beda
0: matayes wasamstaya
2: rachit atma vedam
0: vini vartita brahma gunatmane namaha
2: vini vartita brahma gunatmane namaha
1: jagadud bhava stitila yeshu daivato jagadud bhava
0: stitila
1: yeshu Bahu bid
0: Yamana Gunayat
1: Mamaya Bahu bid Yamana Gunayat Mamaya Rachitat Mabeda Matayes
0: was Samstaya Rachitat
2: Mabeda Matayes Samstaya
0: Vinivartita Brahma Gunat Namaha
2: Vartita Brahma
0: Gunatmane Ramaham. If anybody would like to chant, please this so.
2: Jagadud Bava Layeshu Daivato.
1: Jagadud Bava Layeshu Daivato.
2: Baho Bidyamana Gunayatma Mayaya. Who bid
1: Yamana, Yatma, Yaya?
2: Rachitatma beda matayes was Chitatma
1: beda matayes was some staya.
2: Vinivartita Brahma Gunatmane Namaha.
1: Vinivartita Brahma Namaha.
0: Is there anybody else? Okay. I'll chant the translation by his divine grace, AC Bhaktivedanta Swami shloka followed by the purport. We offer our respectful obeisances unto the Supreme, who has created varieties of manifestations and put them under the spell of the three qualities of the material world in order to create, maintain, and annihilate them. He himself is not under the control of the external energy in his personal feature, he is completely devoid of the variegated manifestation of material qualities, and he is under no illusion of false identification. Purport by his divine grace. Two situations are described in this verse. One is the creation, maintenance and annihilation of the material world and the other is the Lord's own establishment. There is also quality in the Lord's own establishment, the kingdom of God. It is stated here that Goloka is his personal situation. There is also quality in Goloka, but that quality is not divided into creation, maintenance and annihilation. In the external energy, the interaction of the three qualities makes it possible for things to be created, maintained and annihilated. But in the spiritual world or the kingdom of God, there is no such exhibition since everything is eternal, sentient and blissful. There is a class of philosophers who misunderstand the appearance of the personality of Godhead within this material world They are under the impression that when the Supreme Personality of Godhead appears, he is under the spell of the three qualities, like all other living entities who appear within this material world. That is their misunderstanding. As it is clearly stated here, by his internal potency, he is transcendental to all these material qualities. Similarly, in the Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says, I appear by my internal potency. Both the internal and external potencies are under the control of the Supreme. So he does not come under the control of either of these potencies. Rather, everything is under his control. In order to manifest his transcendental name, form, quality, pastimes, and paraphernalia, he brings into action his eternal his internal energy. On account of the variegatedness of the external potency, there are manifestations of many qualitative demigods, beginning with Brahma and Lord Shiva, and people are attracted to these demigods according to their own material quality. But when one is transcendental or surpasses the material qualities, he is simply fixed in the worship of the Supreme Personality. This fact is explained in the Bhagavad Gita. Anyone engaged in the service of the Lord is already transcendental to the variegatedness and interaction of the three material qualities. The summary is that the conditioned souls are being pulled by the action and reaction of the material qualities, which create a differentiation of energies. But in the spiritual world, the worshipable one is the Supreme Lord and no one else. Jai. Nama Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Prishthaya Buddha Lee, Shimote Giraja Swamitinamine, Nama Mishnupadaya Krishna Prishthaya Buddha Lee, Shimote Bhaktivedanta Swamitinamine, Amusta Saraswati Deve, Gauravani Picharine, Irvishisha Shuniva, the Pashta, Shri Krishna, Jaitanya, Prabhunityananda, Shri Advaita Gadadha, Shivahashali Gorupta Brinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama, Hare Hare, Mancha Kalpatru Pyascha, Kripa Sindhu Pevacha, Patitana, Pavane Pio, Vaishnavi Namo, Namaha. So, before beginning, I'd like to uh, humbly request the blessings of the assembled Vaishnavas and Shishi Radha Govinda, Shishi Shri Jagannath uh, Bhadeva my dear Gurudev, His Holiness Girard Swami and the predecessor Acharyas headed by Srila Prabhupada that I may speak something of substance and uh, on this topic that is being discussed today. So there is a lot of tattva that is being discussed uh, tattva means truth. So this is a continuation of the prayers uh, to Lord Vishnu by the, um, by the mystics. Lord Vishnu has appeared in the sacrificial arena, and different personalities are glorifying Lord Vishnu, and the glorification is it's not exaggerated, it's factual. Um, and therefore, because it's factual, it's tattva or truth. So, in this particular uh, purport, in this verse and purport, two main points are being discussed. One is Lord Vishnu's position as the creator and engineer of this material world. And secondly, uh, Lord Vishnu or the Lord's own personal uh, position, his own his own position and the position of his establishment or his uh, abode. So we can begin by discussing the material world as it is uh, the realm of the Lord's creation that is directly perceivable to us and which is within the realm of our uh, immediate experience um, while we are in this conditioned state So the material world uh, is made up of maya, and maya means that which can be measured. Um, If we look at the material world, uh, it is composed of matter, and that matter is under the jurisdiction of the three modes of material nature, goodness, passion, and ignorance. And because of the influence of the three modes of material nature and time, this energy uh, undergoes creation. It's, it forms into something. It stays for some time, it's under maintenance, and then at a given point in time, it comes to an end or destruction. And so any manifestation within this realm is temporary. But we can understand that the energy itself, um, the the composition, the matter, um, is eternal. And we can look to the material body uh, because it exemplifies this. Uh, It is made up of five elements. It's uh, made up predominantly on this planet. We have carbon-based life forms and they undergo a, a point in time when they are created They grow, they produce byproducts, then they dwindle and ultimately they die. But those raw elements that make up the body, they combine with the stockpile of raw elements. And so the matter itself is, uh, it, it stays. When we look at the material world, we can see that there is also an inherent order. After day comes night, there are four seasons that uh, come in repetition. And even when we look at the material body, our own material body and the material body of other living entities, they undergo uh, six types of changes. And so there is uh, a certain uh, symphony, if you will, a certain order that the material world is uh, working under. There are certain physical laws. You know, the fact that we are walking on the ground, or when we uh, throw something up in the air and it falls to the ground. This is evidence of gravity. Gravity is also the force that keeps the planets in orbit. And also, another uh, physical law is. Uh, the conservation of energy. So I remember in physics class as a high school student, we learned about how energy is conserved. If you have a ball on the top of the hill, it has a lot of uh, potential energy. And if it falls off the hill, it falls off the cliff, that potential energy is converted into kinetic energy. So the point is that there, that the material world has an inherent order, it follows physical laws. And when we inspect it, we, can, we see that there must be, because of this order, because of uh, its beauty um, in the way it works, it points to an intelligent design. It points to a creator behind the scene just looking at the variegatedness of the beauty of flowers uh, and not only the relationship between form and function, but also in terms of just the myriad of different types of creations, it makes one wonder, you know, is there somebody behind the scenes that has created this? And Srila Prabhupada frequently uh, used the example of a skyscraper. Your skyscraper is made up of steel, different kinds of metals, glass. And these raw materials uh, require a conscious being, a human being to uh, put them together and create a building. An architect is involved for planning or drawing up the building, an engineer actually puts it together, makes sure it's structurally sound. And so for any, any uh, machine, any uh, creation, there is an intelligence behind it. Very simple example is, nowadays you have self driving cars, but As far as, you know, a car is concerned, you know, the body is like a car, behind, inside the body is a driver. Similarly, this material world is like a machine, and behind the scenes is an operator. And that operator is Krishna, because he asserts this in the Bhagavad Gita. He says that he is the source of all material and spiritual worlds, the two of which are being discussed in this purport. In the Bhagavad Gita, in chapter 10, text 8, Krishna says, he declares, I am the source of all spiritual and material worlds. Everything emanates from me. So Krishna is very definitively pointing out that he is uh, the cause. He is the source. So if we look to the Shastra, it explains how Krishna is performing this function, how he is the source. The material world is a place that is created by the Lord so that the wayward conditioned souls who desire to enjoy separately from him can have an opportunity to try to exercise that desire. And after becoming baffled and frustrated in their attempts, uh, can return back home, back to him. So the material world, Krishna, he first expands himself into many uh, Vishnu expansions, but the Purusha avatars are the ones that I'd like to discuss. Uh, So there's the Karadakshai Vishnu, form of the Lord that uh, sleeps in uh, yo- it's yogic sleep. He, he's sleeping in the causal ocean and from his pores are myriads of universes that are emanating. And within each of those universes, and they emanate with his breathing. So he breathes out and all the universes uh, expand out. And when he breathes in, they all contract and come back into his being. Within each individual universe, Krishna enters as the Purusha avatar of Garbhodakshai Vishnu. So Garbhodakshai Vishnu is the form of the Lord that is sleeping on Anantashesh, the form that is taking a serpent-like body. And from his navel, Uh, sprouts a lotus flower. And from that lotus flower, Brahma is created. Brahma is born. And Brahma is the engineer. Um, He is the first created living being within this universe. And from his intelligence and from his dictation, from Krishna within his heart, he creates uh, the material world as we know it, or at least this, this world. And then furthermore, the last uh, Purushavatar that I'd like to discuss is Siradakshai Vishnu. And Siradakshai Vishnu is the localized uh, aspect of the Supreme that is located uh, in the heart. He is uh, sitting as super soul. He's accompanying each individual soul on their sojourn in this material world. He is the ever well-wishing friend and benefactor of the individual soul of us. He's witnessing uh, all of our trespasses. Uh, He's reminding us, he's giving us intelligence, remembrance, and forgetfulness. And also this form of shiradakshaya Vishnu is is located in each individual atom uh, within this creation. So it's because of Shirodakshaya Vishnu's presence that this world is being sustained. So this is how Krishna is the source of this material world. He's, he's entering through his uh, the medium of his expansions, and the world itself is a manifestation of his energy, his material energy. The external energy is what it's called. And so we can understand that Krishna through his expansions and through his energy is imminent, as in that the super soul is accompanying us and that the super soul is in each atom of its creation. And also that Krishna is transcendent. He is the ever blissful, um, eternal sentient and blissful blue cowherd boy uh, reveling in pastimes of love in his own realm. And he comes to this material world uh, out of his own sweet will. Uh, he comes through the agency of his internal energy. Uh, he's not bound to come. Uh, he's not uh, coming because he has some uh, karma that he has to experience or he because he has, some specific desire that is impelling him to take a body or because he is attached to someone or something. He comes in the, in this verse, it's explained swasamstaya. Swasamstaya means by his internal potency. And actually when we speak of uh, the Lord coming, we use the word avatar. So the word avatar means that personality that descends so it's in contrast to our specific uh, position. Our specific position sure. is discussed in the Gita in chapter 7, uh, text 27. Itcha dvesha samuthena, dvandva mohena abharata sarva bhutani sammoham. Sargeyanti Parantapa. O of Bharat Arjun, O conqueror of the foe. All living entities are born into delusion, overcome by dualities of desire and hate. So when the conditioned soul takes birth in the material world, they're born in a state of ignorance And they're subject to the mind and the senses. They're constantly struggling with these six elements. And they think that this body is who they are and to satisfy the urges of the body is the prime uh, objective of existence. And because their mind is uncontrolled, it's unbridled, the nature of the mind is that it's constantly uh, accepting and rejecting it's attracted to one thing it's repulsed to another thing and these things change constantly so this is the nature of our existence but when krishna comes he is he he's not affected by these three modes of material nature he's not affected by the dualities of desire and hate so we can understand, there's some analogies to understand how Krishna, when he comes into the material world, what his position is. So this material world is con- considered to be like a jail. so it's, it's a reformatory. And when the warden comes into the jailhouse, the warden is not bound by the rules of the prison. Even though he may appear within the jail, he is not actually a prisoner. He's actually the controller of the prison and he can move about as he pleases and he's not confined there. And the second analogy is the one of the spider and the web. So the spider can create a very intricate web and it can walk around on the web And when a fly unwittingly gets trapped in the web, the spider will wrap it up. And so the spider creates the web as in the Lord creates the material world, but it's not bound by, you can say the sticky tendrils of the web. So, A further elaboration on this point is a discussion of the contrast between our appearance and Sri Krishna's appearance within the material world. So it's scientific knowledge and it's also explained in our Shastra that in order for a human body to develop A father or a male um, member of the species injects semen into the womb of a mother and according to our shastra the semen is what contains the individual uh, living entity the soul and that soul is placed through the supervision of daiva, daiva natrena, by the jurisdiction of the demigods, that soul is placed in the semen. So that semen, that sperm, it meets an egg and fertilization happens. The semen uh, burrows its head through the capsule of the egg and deposits its genetic material and the two fertilize or combine to form an embryo. And given a gestational period of about nine months, at least in the human species, the embryo gives rise to a new body of the living entity. So that is the way that all living entities that are conditioned take birth. But if we look to Krishna book and it's right at the beginning of Krishna book Shila Prabhupada explains the nature of Krishna's appearance. And there is a contrast. So I'd like to read from Krishna book. If you would like to read with me, uh, it's on it's the chapter entitled Prayers by the Demigods for Lord Krishna in the Womb. So I'll read from it. After this arrangement, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, who is always ready to take play, to, ready to place his full potencies and his unalloyed devotees, entered as the Lord of the whole creation within the mind of Vasudeva. It is understood in this connection that Lord Krishna, first of all, situated himself in the unalloyed heart of Devaki. He was not put into the womb of Devaki by seminal discharge. The Supreme Personality of Godhead by his inconceivable potency can appear in any way. It is not necessary for him to appear in the ordinary way by seminal injection within the womb of a woman. When Vasudeva was sustaining the form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead within his heart He appeared just like the glowing sun, whose shining rays are always unbearable and scorching to the common man. The form of the Lord situated in the pure unalloyed heart of Vasudeva is not different from the original form of Krishna. The appearance of the form of Krishna anywhere and specifically within the heart is called Dham. Dham does not only refer to Krishna's form, but also to his name, his form, quality and his paraphernalia, everything, everything becomes manifest simultaneously. Thus, the eternal form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead with full potencies was transferred from the mind of Vasudeva to the mind of Devaki, exactly as the setting sun's rays are transferred to the full moon, rising in the east. Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, entered the body of Devaki from the body of Vasudeva. He was beyond the conditions of the ordinary living entity. So you can, it's it's stated very explicitly here that he entered from the mind of Vasudeva to the mind of Devaki. Vasudeva and Devaki being unalloyed uh, devotees of the Lord were able to, were pure enough so that Krishna would manifest in their mind and heart. And also Krishna uh, explains in chapter four, uh, transcendental knowledge of the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, When Arjuna questions Krishna, how is it that you Krishna have conveyed uh, the spiritual science to Vivasvan, the sun god, the presiding deity of the sun, when in fact, uh, Vivaswan is so much senior, so much older to you. And so Krishna declares, he says, Although I am unborn and my transcendental body never deteriorates. And although I am the Lord of all living entities by my internal energy, I still appear in every millennium in my original transcendental form. So again, Krishna is is very clearly uh, explaining in his own words uh, how his appearance is very different, how he is not bound by the laws of material nature. So one may question, why is this important? Okay, so that's a valid point. And, And so it answers the existential questions you know, who we are, who our creator is, and ultimately how we can return back to our home, because this is not our home. And Krishna declares, just a couple verses after this verse that I just spoke, recited, in the fourth chapter, he says that, one who knows this transcendental nature of my appearance and activities does not upon leaving the body take his birth again in this material world, but attains my eternal abode or Arjuna. And that abode is, is the uh, is Golo is the spiritual sky. It's not under the control of the modes of material nature. It's not uh, it's characterized by the absence of birth, death, old age and disease. Everything there is eternal, sentient, and blissful. There is no need of sunlight, moonlight, electricity. And it's made up of chintamani. In the Brahma Samhita, one of the beginning verses, chintamani prakara sadmasu, that it's made up of spiritual touchstone. And that is where we belong. That is where we belong because that is where we can engage in pastimes of love with Krishna and his devotees. So I'll end there. If anybody would like to give any comments or critiques or questions, we can take them now. Hare Krishna.
3: Um I can just reflect. Thank you very much for class. I really appreciate the points that you made about um, the the order of the material world. Uh, how there's an order <clears throat> that's being maintained so that it can um, stay intact, basically. And uh, that Maya means that which can be measured. That really stood out to me because, you know, what can't be measured is Is really the essential and um, And it it, today I was watching the sun rise, it was really, really beautiful and I was thinking that there's a certain there are certain aspects of say the sunrise that is mechanized and then there's others that that it can't It it's not completely just a mechanism, because how can it generate um, completely unique beauty <laughs> that changes at every moment? So um, there has to be there has to be a designer behind it that knows what they're doing. There has to be a spiritual life,
0: yeah. alive
3: person <laughs> behind all those elements to create it. So that really stood out to me.
0: At this, uh, this point about the subjective experience of uh, the beautiful phenomena of the material world also points to uh, the presence of consciousness and, and consciousness is a, a mark of the soul. And it's, it's a question that has plagued, I would say, uh, philosophers and scientists who are reductionistic in their approach to trying to explain the material world and life, and they can't really conclusively pinpoint uh, how is it that we can explain this subjective experience of something, which you which you you said you know the uh, you know a beautiful sunrise, and there's many such sensations, um, many such experiences that uh, kind of fail. Just standard, routine, reductionistic thought.
3: Yeah, and I this is a little bit off the topic. It's a little bit straying from the topic, but it, it reminds me of how sometimes in our own relationships, even with Krishna, we sort of we sort of judge him or others based on what whatever role they're they're playing, or whatever post they have, or something, and we can sort of depersonalize it or unpersonalize, impersonalize um, what we're interacting with in a, in a way to sort of basically to exploit. Mm. That's essentially what the material world is. It's just a impersonalization of that which is actually personal so that we can enjoy it or justify enjoying it. Thank you.
4: much um, this idea of all the of um coming from his from krishna as either internal or external expansion mm-hmm. it feels to me like what's happening is all the spiritual energy goes into like a an hourglass and then external manifestation is created and all of that effort that Krishna goes through to bring all his spiritual energy into this man- external manifestation is so that Krishna can experience independence. And so he creates time, he creates living entities, and then we go in there and take it so seriously, but all we really are is this squeeze down into an hourglass mm. of spiritual energy for external expansion. And so I thought that was interesting. And all we're really trying to do is get all of us to squeeze back up into spiritual energy to go back up the the hourglass experience. And um, so if the Krishna is in every atom, that means he must be present inside me when I'm born. But is that an unmanifested form of Krishna that I then have to surrender? to gain the um, act so Krishna can act through me. or it, So what I'm, my question is, is, is the paraatma unmanifested until I go into devotional service? Is it just sort of this play of independence that's going on and then I have to go back up to some kind of spiritual connection? And so it, the question is, is it unmanifested until I surrender? Is that why people are considered um, the atheists are kind of um, un, almost unliving, un, unhuman. It's they're not human beings until they manifest the this, this, the Atma within. So that, or is it just because then then that means that Krishna wouldn't have to, we wouldn't be as present in all that ignorance, and that would be the absence of Krishna because he hasn't been manifested. It's like you talked about the potential of the kinetic energy in the ball just, it hasn't been released. And so I just wanted some clarification on, on sure. that. Did I have to all of a sudden manifest? Is that why I get the grace? Of, is that the grace of Krishna? Well, it's, yeah. I mean, it's a lot.
0: If, if we're in, if we're in ignorance, then, you know, what is reality is not present before us. It's not manifested before us because we have the blinders on, right? For example, if you're living in your home and the curtains are are drawn they're closed then the light of the sun isn't going to come in but that's not to say that the sun doesn't exist the sun is manifest the sun is there it's just you haven't uh you haven't opened up to it you know so by engaging in or you haven't opened up to it or you haven't become receptive uh to it so by engaging in chanting, you know, by engaging in uh, hearing and chanting, reading Srila Prabhupada's books, we come to know about this knowledge. And then by engaging in practical devotional service, the science, the philosophy becomes more uh, realized. We develop what's called the realized knowledge. So it's Krishna is there, you know, the Shastra is... The Shastra is Krishna's words. Uh, it's, it's telling us what is the factual reality, the tattva, right? But we haven't become uh, able to appreciate it. And as far as the atheists, um, you know, the super soul is sitting in the heart, Paramatma sitting in the heart, you know, the Lord in the heart, and He is giving each uh, individual soul. Uh, what they deserve, you know, based on their desire. So, if the atheist wants to remain inimical, you know, to the idea about the existence of God, then uh, God is fulfilling that desire, you know, so that they can live in that particular form of ignorance. Right. And so, conversely, if one is Desirous to reestablish their connection with Krishna, then God gives the intelligence by which that individual soul, when I say God, I mean the super soul in the heart, gives the intelligence by which that soul can uh, do that. You know, they will meet spiritual minded people, they'll meet somebody who can serve as a guru. And then ultimately, when you reach a very high uh, level of purification, you can actually uh, converse with God in the heart, you know, in divine communion. Does that answer your question?
4: Very nicely. Thank
0: you, Prabhu. Hare Krishna.
5: Obeisances, both.
0: Hi, Hare Krishna, Mata, my humble obeisances to, you. Hare Krishna. So nice to you.
5: Thank you for class. So um, sometimes we hear the uh, question about um, Krishna and his manifestations, like Ma Vishnu. So so here's a a scenario that sometimes comes up, and I wanted to know what you uh, would respond to that. Um, Someone's rather new, and they just love Krishna, and the Krishna book, and then, you know, they read in Bhagavatam, and oh whoa, it's so dry. And you know, first canto and Purusha avatars. I'm not interested in all that. I I just really like Krishna. So um, so in that way, they may ask, I'm I'm already there, you know, I'm like all attracted to Krishna now. Why? do I have to go through this whole thing um, about studying all these Vishnus and I'm not really interested in them and it's really Krishna we're going for. So, you know, how to explain to them when they say, look, I'm already there. I just love
0: Krishna. So... I mean, if if somebody were to come to me and say that, I would be uh, pleased to hear that at least the sentiment is there that they love Krishna, that they uh, they like, you know, the the personality that they're reading about in the pages of Krishna book. But when you, you know, when you love somebody. Or at least, when you profess to love somebody, you want to know more about them. And conversely, if you if you know a lot about somebody or something, then that deepens your understanding of who they are. Um, it's you know, it just a crude example in in the in mundane life. You know, if you like somebody, you know, then you're going to want to get to know them. And so the Bhagavad Gita gives this this knowledge where by which and the Bhagavatam also gives this knowledge, whereby which we can understand the position of Krishna, his his potencies, his position, uh, and then ultimately we can, when we gradually understand uh, through uh, the progressive uh, way explained in the Bhagavatam, starting from the first canto and working our way up to the tenth canto, then then when we come to the 10th canto we uh, can fully appreciate the lila uh, that is being explained um, there otherwise we can fall into the trap of uh, thinking that it's mythology or imagination because it is so um, out of our own realm of experience so it's that's how i would answer that question and ultimately in, in the first verse of the seventh chapter of Bhagavad Gita, Krishna, um, Krishna says that in order for uh, in order for one to actually understand Krishna, to know Krishna uh, in full, free from doubt, one has to practice yoga in full consciousness of me of him, he says of me, and so we have to. Uh, really understand the the tattwa, the truth behind who Krishna is, before we can express in truth uh, the uh, the sentiment, the bhav, the feeling. Cool. Thank you. Hare right, Krishna. Hare Rama.
2: I have a question. Yes, Prabhu. Nitai Das Prabhu, my question is related to the purport. Yes. The very last sentence. Yes.
3: Uh,
2: um, Quote The summary is that the conditioned souls are being pulled by the action and reaction of the material qualities, Mm -hmm. which create a differentiation of energies. But in the spiritual world, the worshipable one is the Supreme Lord and no one else. Yeah. End quote. So uh, related to the, the sentence, in order for me to ask my question, I need to bring to you two Bhagavad Gita's verses. The first one is 1410. Um, It goes as follows, sometimes the mode of goodness becomes prominent, defeating the modes of passion and ignorance, O son of Bharata. Sometimes the mode of passion defeats goodness and ignorance, and at other times, ignorance defeats goodness and passion. In this way, there is always competition for supremacy. And the second verse is uh, 619, it goes as follows. As a lamp in a windless place does not waver, so the transcendentalist whose mind is controlled remains always steady in his meditation on the transcendent self. So uh, my question is as follows. Taking in consideration the sentence of the purport and these two Bhagavad Gitas, it is verses. My question is as follows: What is the? How powerful is the spiritual master in order to uh, transport me from uh, being victimized by the three modes of material nature to the to the to the platform uh, where I find myself? remaining always steady in my meditation on the transcendent self. Can I I transport myself on my own without the help of the spiritual master or is it the spiritual master is is indispensable in this process?
0: Well, I mean, Srila Prabhupada, his version is, And it's stated quite clearly that the spiritual master is indispensable in the process. Krishna himself says uh, to Arjuna, uh, just try to approach uh, one who has seen the truth, inquire from him submissively, and render service to him. And those who have uh, are self-realized, those who have seen the truth, can impart it to others. So the spiritual master is indispensable. You know, to answer your first question, it's, it's very, very difficult to do it ourselves, just as uh, a man who is floundering in the ocean, uh, trying to save himself from drowning. you it, It's very difficult. It, how can he swim whatever the breadth of miles it is to get to land by himself? No, it's, it's, much more likely that he'll be saved if there's somebody that comes and rescues him from above. So the the action and reaction of material qualities um, that's explained in this verse is referring um, it, it's due to the modes of material nature. And based on a person's predilection, they may worship a particular deity, Lord Brahma, Lord Shiva, the different myriad of demigods, according to their own particular uh, flavor of the modes that they have, but in order to come out of uh, the material tabernacle, in order to uh, be delivered from this ocean of material existence, uh, it requires... The mercy of Krishna and it requires the mercy of Krishna's devotee, the spiritual master. So in the Chaitanya Charitamrit, um, I believe it's said, you know, yeah. Brahmanda Brahmite Jeev Guru Krishna Pai Bhakti Lata Beach, right? That it's exceedingly rare um, for all the souls that are wandering through the material uh, creation, in material existence, for one to receive the mercy of Krishna. And by the mercy of Krishna, one receives the uh, benediction and shelter of the spiritual master. And subsequently, by getting that benediction of the spiritual master, one receives Krishna, ultimately. So it's indispensable. the, the spiritual master is the Prabhupada states, the supreme uh, personality servitor of Godhead. He is he's very dear to Krishna. He's performing the all-important task of taking conditioned souls and um, helping them return back home. So I hope that answers your question.
2: Yes, Nita Das thank you very much. Hari Krishna. Hare Krishna.
0: Is there anybody else who'd like to say something. Okay. Well, thank you very much for attending today. Uh, Looks to be a beautiful day by Krishna's grace. The sun is out and um, please Stay enlivened by chanting the holy names of God Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Krishna,
2: Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare, hare
0: Rama, Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, 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 Rama. Rama, Rama. Hare
5: Hare, Grantaraj
0: Ki, Jai. Prabhupada, Ki,
5: Jai. Hare Hare, Hare
0: Hare Hare
2: Ki.
5: Jai.
2: Jai. Say, Haribo. Bowl. Once a couple of the wish, you keep us
0: petite